following program is pre-recorded. Welcome back. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, you often talk about the topic of grief and of course it affects everyone at some point. Unfortunately, it's something we have to deal with in our life. And what is the, what are the characteristics? What are the the kind of um, the the things that we understand about grief? What are some of those uh, characteristics? Well, you're you're exactly right. We all will have times of grief, which we're talking about something that is very emotionally painful. Uh, it's an emotion, and it's and it can be the loss of anyone or anything that has deep meaning to you. Or it could be the impending. I remember uh, when my mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And I, that was the hardest time. It was not after. It was the Im, impending loss. Uh, and it, it could be... So, so, so the point is, when we have grief, that is normal. Um, the Bible says there's a time to grieve. There's a time to mourn. And that means in our lives. Now, what, a, what can happen, though, is when a person says, I can't seem to get over the grief. I mean, I'm talking about a chronic state after a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be helpful to understand sometimes the cause can be, I I could call it inhibited grief. It's like a denial. This really isn't happening. I I don't want, and and some people, even though it's evident they've had a major loss, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to face it. Or... um, a type of isolated grief, um, I refuse to think about that car accident again. Here's something that's happened, and it is, it's like cutting off the reality of what happened. I don't want to go there. And yet, I, I many times think about the scripture where Jesus said, the truth set you free. Now, to apply that broadly, we do need to face the truth. And yet, if we're just saying, I don't want to go there, um, meaning I, don't, I, w- I refuse to think about it, um, it's like I, I'm willing to remember other things, but I don't want to go back to what that time of loss was. Now, there, there can be a type of insulated grief. I'm talking about, like, I, I want to insulate myself from any emotional involvement. So I'm not going to open up myself. I'm not going to be truthful. Well, they, don't, they wouldn't say truthful. I'm not going to open myself up to being hurt this way again. And so it, it it can be a type of protectiveness that they it's like uh, 
I, I don't want I don't want to have emotions over this. And some people will go more the intellectual route. Just rationally trying to explain away uh, you know th this can sound this can sound logical uh, Jeff if I were to say to you mm -hmm. well it could have been worse oh yeah that's true it's yes. I mean something could be worse sure but that doesn't mean you negate the pain that you have so to just I mean I I I agree things could be worse but also it we we have to deal with even though it could be worse still this has impacted my life this has hurt me deeply um, I'm giving you reasons why some people they just they kind of can stay stuck um, yeah I've heard now, all of those I mean, mm -hmm. these are these are pretty common and uh, ways that people have of uh, I guess it, what is it justifying I guess to uh, reasons that I I don't have to grieve about this or I don't have to look like I'm grieving. Oh, you know um, that that is uh, well put. Some people don't want people to to know that they are hurt, mm. and so they will not. Um, enter into the genuine grief that they have. Uh, now, now, sometimes you can see returning to some immature way of responding. You know, it, uh, there can be a, a temper tantrum like a child, and that's not characteristic. Yes. So, seeing this, um, one last one I'll mention. I'm, I'm calling it immortalized grief. It's like building a shrine in the house. No, let's say a child dies. No one can move anything. And it's like um, the, an inability to let go of the loss. Mm. He'll always be part of everything in my life. Well, the truth is, the Bible says, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. We are to have a time of mourning, and the Lord will be our comforter. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living that will help you to address what's going on in your life. Just give our customer support team a call. They're at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And they'd be happy to recommend some resources for you that would help you if you just talk to them about what's happening and uh, what might uh, be helpful to you to understand about certain aspects of what you're dealing with. They can uh, recommend some resources. We have our keys for living cold grief, living at peace with loss. And uh, as you call customer support, you can ask for that one or any other that might be helpful to you. Again, that's grief, living at peace with loss. Also, for more resources, check out our website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you can find new updated keys for living, our lifeline to hope online training, as well as many uh, biblical resources that June has produced over the years, as well as music CDs. They're all there at uh, hopefortheheart.org. Dot org slash store. Well, we want to welcome back a returning guest for tonight, and we had uh, this guest on just a short time ago, but we welcome back listening on WTRJ in Florida. Here's Terry. Well, sweet Terry, I, uh, I have thought about you this week. I've thought about your loss of the loss of your husband uh, who took his life and no one would expect that that would be what they would have to experience in life. Is that not true? Um, Yeah, that's, um, you know, you're so right about that. It's just totally unexpected. Yes. Well, as you described your husband sounded like he was kind of a, uh, now you can correct me, like a can-do man. He would do this, and I mean, everything you said was his way. And uh, he would be frustrated if it didn't go his way, but apparently he um, had a lot of drive for what he believed was right even though he did not want your kids exposed to Christianity. But the point is, uh, no matter what, 
your loss is significant. Um, you were married how many years? Terry? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Taking it all in, it, I mean, it is significant. And just yesterday made a month, and it still just feels like yesterday. Mm. Mm. Yes. And, uh, you know, my, my daughter made a real good point yesterday, and I wanted to mention it. You know, we stayed together. She said, Mom, I know you and Dad stayed together for us kids, which is true. We did. But she said, Mom, did you realize that in doing that, it was more miserable for us? Because we all saw how unhappy Dad made you. Mm. We saw how unhappy you were, how unhappy Dad was, and that made it worse for us. Mm. And that really got me, you know? I never saw it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, it matters the re- the relationship if there is the give and take if there is the sharing and i uh just on a personal level i grew up in a home where everything was one way my dad's way and he was not a believer and it was incredibly hard because he had rigid rules and so I think part of when you were describing um, the the marriage, uh, I identified so much with what you said. And I, I appreciated your candor. And I, I think that's important, by the way, for your kids, if you're wanting to help them um, to be upfront, to be candid i think that helps them that that would help them with even processing the the death his death and processing uh the pain and and i think your your daughter has wisdom do you not Oh, I sure do, and she's also become, she's given her life to the Lord, too. Really? Which really makes me happy. Wow. That's huge. It is well, huge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've, <clears throat> you, sometimes you'll hear any, um, Marriage is better than no marriage or something like that. And I think the whole issue is to aim for a healthy marriage, uh, an, an encouraging, a, a, um, a type where there is give and take. Uh, the Bible says specifically, and this is in the context of marriage in Ephesians, 
it's, it's some people look at a scripture wives submit to your husbands well the verse right before that is submit one to another out of reverence for Christ so there should be mutual submission over uh things in, in within within decision making and because you're we are to submit one to another so the bible doesn't really teach a dictatorship and yet uh so often you don't you know you're you're coping you're just trying to to make the best of a situation and many times we're not helped we don't know how to do that if if a person does think it's got to be my way or no way my way or the highway does that make sense what i'm saying yes okay and i think as you have conversations like as you said with your daughter um for her to be aware that you're wanting to learn and grow just like you're you were surprised at at her, her words to you and i think uh, is is well I'll ask this is there a specific concern right now that you are having in regard to your children and and by the way t- tell me now you've got a daughter I thought you had a son, is that correct? Yes, my I have a daughter and then my other my second born, my son and then my youngest son. Okay, so a daughter and two yeah. sons. Okay. Yes. And what are their ages? My daughter's 25, my son's 23, and my youngest just turned 21. Okay. So you've got a you've got a bunch of 20-year-olds. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I have two of them still living at home with me. Good. Well, how are they processing the pain, the, the loss of their dad? My daughter, um, she's kind of upset about it. She just had to leave her her job because um, some days are better than others. She will be doing a client's hair and then she's, you know, she breaks down and it's just too much for her right now. Um, She just needs time. Um, She wants to take the time and spend it with me to help me here go through things and take care of things. My 23-year-old, he is extremely quiet about the whole thing. Um, He's processing a lot. He's got a lot of feelings of guilt because he had words with Father on the Monday of that week, Mm. and uh, something happened between the two of them, and he feels extreme guilt for the words he had with Father, and he also was the one that found Father God. Ah, yes. Well, and your 21-year-old? My 21-year-old, he has really um, been supportive of me. It's almost 
like he's taken on the role of the man of the house now. Wow. He feels that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, his plans have drastically changed because he had a promotion at his job, and he was going to be moving to Texas within the next two months. But now that this has happened, he feels the need to postpone that and stay and help me. Well, how <clears throat> how uh, how mature? It, well, it sounds like uh, you've got three that are. trying to determine the best way to process this uh, this tragedy. Um, yeah. I, I say tragedy because the Bible says, I've set before you life and death. Choose life so that you and your children may live. And yet, um, your husband chose to take his life to end his life. And usually this is where it isn't it, it's just typical. Most people are are um, caught up in oh if only I had done this or if I had just had not done that. And yet um your second born um even though they exchanged words. In other words, there was difficulty with what was being said. This still is a decision that he made, your husband made. And it's, it's, it's normal to have differences within relationships. But uh, for him to have guilt that needs to be processed in a healthy way so I'm going to ask you when we come back uh, what you're thinking could be the most helpful for him for example would it be beneficial for him to talk to a Christian counselor someone who has a biblical worldview but who could help him process the actions and the loss. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org 
slash ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. And we're, uh, we're here because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions or concerns about the topics that we bring up here on the program, if they relate maybe to something you're dealing with, just give our customer support team a call at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources. I want to recommend to you a couple of our keys for living. We have one called Suicide Prevention, Hope When Life Seems Hopeless. Also, Grief, Living at Peace with Loss. And those and many other titles are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Returning now to our conversation with Terry. Well, Terry, what are you thinking in regard to your middle son, well, the, your middle child, your uh, 23-year-old, where there were some words um, that, where ultimately he is feeling guilty? Um, does, he, does he actually blame himself for the suicide? No, he hasn't said words like that, but um, I know he blames himself for the hurtful words and the actions that occurred between him and Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have talked to him about some services that are available through my job and my husband's job. We have, like, um, counseling, like telehealth counseling sessions that he can attend. And I have provided him with the numbers for that. Um, but I really think um, I know of a Christian counselor in our area that I do want him to see. Um, and he does need to see someone personally because in finding Father gone, he also found a Father left a suicide note. And mm. it was very, um, from what the children have told me it's a very bad note and it's directed at me it was very awful hurtful things and mm. the kids are refusing to let me see that note because it's too hurtful so what my son wants to do is show it to the counselor and get their insight to 
whether how to deal with that. So that's kind of where I'm going with this right now. I've given him the resources. Yes. I've stressed the importance of him seeing someone. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the Bible says there is wisdom in many counselors. That is a biblical act. It is right instead of stuffing it. Now, that would be unhealthy. So what, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed with your kids. They are really wanting to protect you. And, and and I don't mean that it's not like putting you on a pillow uh, carrying you around. It, it, it's it's not that. It's a uh, you've had enough hurt they don't want you to have additional hurt that you don't have to carry. Uh, in other words, they are being very thought-filled filled yes. with thoughtfulness toward you. Yeah, I mean, we have talked about this a lot, and the bottom line, the consensus among us all is, it's all about the choices, and Father made a bad choice, mm -hmm. and we, as a family here, we just have to heal now, because we've all been hurt by him very deeply in different ways. Mm -hmm. And we just have to heal as a little family now. And that's where we're at. We're rebuilding our relationships with each other, making things more Christ-centered is my ultimate goal. My boys mm. don't know the Lord. That's my ultimate goal, that they'll be led to the Lord through this yes. experience. Excellent. And we're just, we're just in the healing phase. There are times when um, th there are, there's a program called Grief Share that's in many, 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 many churches. And I'm not saying that I'm not I'm not saying that each one needs to be a part of that. That might be something that would be beneficial for you. Have you heard of of Grief Share? I have. The, uh, I have a friend, a dear friend, uh, a couple of nights ago, literally uh, two nights ago, she said that she has been through this once and she's starting again. She said what was so helpful, now in this case it was her son who died of a terminal illness and he was a doctor and um it was just crushing to her. And she said what was helpful was hearing what the others were saying and how they were processing and things that they did. That, and um, she said, I will, uh, she said, and, and, and they, they form friendships. And um, this loss was about six months ago. And um, there's a, there's a, a, a a closeness that they have with certain ones within that group. And um, I know that 
like at my church, they have grief share. And that at this other church that she goes to, which is uh, very biblically solid, both are b- biblically solid, and so they get good um, foundational teaching. Um, is there, I'm going to ask, is there a possibility that your kids would go with you if you asked them to do that? Say, would you go with me to church? I think at this point, um, at this, you know, they're really wanting to be helpful and supportive. I believe they would if I asked them. If I told them I really need for you to come for support, I believe they'd do it. Is there a church that teaches from the Bible that you know that where it is a solid, um, a a biblical church where there is an opportunity for them to learn from the Bible? There are different kinds of churches, and different churches have different strengths. Um, but if you want them to become true Christians, uh, and and I know that they were prohibited by their father, based on on what you shared with me the first time we talked, and um, and and the issue is not that he got into Wiccan; it's it's that he absolutely sought to make sure that you all did not have any exposure to Christianity. He was, by the way, what, do you know what that, why, why was this so important to him to um, prohibit anything that would be Christian? Do you know the background for that? Um, yeah, a little bit. Well, he was raised Catholic, and mm-hmm. he was an altar boy, and um, his father died when he was 10, and he ended up afterwards um, being abused by oh. one of the priests in the church. I'm so sorry. And mm. so it totally turned him off of, well, part of it was... He blamed God for his father's death. And then, of course, this happened to him. Um, And it just totally turned him away. Mm. Well, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. And there can be abuse in a church. Um, and that it... it, it um, can warp a person's view then of who the God of the Bible is. And I say God of the Bible as described in the Bible, who is, uh, this is is never anything, in fact, it's forbidden in the Bible. So God is not the culprit here. It would be an abuse of power. And... uh, I'm so very sorry. 
and yet um, at this point it might be I'm, I'm just thinking like if there were a church that whether it's a, a Bible church or a, a church that I think you told me did I hear that you are in a Bible study is that right Oh no, I'm in a I'm in a bereavement group through church. A but, bereavement. Um, the church okay. That, yeah, we. Um, but the church that I go to, it's um, it's very large here in in our town. Um, it's very very much a Christian church, and the counselor, like I said, the counselor, I want him to see she's affiliated through the church, and she has her own practice, private mm-hmm. practice. Okay. So it's very it's very God centered. Well, I'm thinking if you think that that would be a church. By the way, I'm I'm going to tell you a true story. <clears throat> um, one of my um, forever friends years ago, her father died, and um, there were she had a brother who was going to bars and strip clubs and all that. Uh, with his wife, and um, three weeks later, he he went to church with his mom. And at that point, at the end of the church service, he gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was life-changing for him, and then he ended up later being a Bible teacher Um, and yet that's not where he was but it's because he went with his mother and it was and I'm not saying I'm not saying that I would know for sure what any of your children would do but the motivation was to be a support to his mother and then he ended up receiving Uh, the greatest gift he could ever receive uh, and that is a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and it did change the trajectory of his life so for you to invite them and say would you come with me uh, it would be very meaningful to me it sounds as though you have uh, sensitive and caring children and um, for you all to go, you, know, you could just say for a period of time, uh, that could be one of the greatest gifts they could ever receive. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. 
Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central. They'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. We do have keys for living on the subject of grief, and that's called living at peace with loss. And you can talk to customer support if that would help you or if there's some other resource that would be most beneficial to you. We'd like to get that into your hands. As soon as possible, just talk to them. Again, the number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Maybe there's something uh, that you would like to get some insight on. Talk with June about that and see what God's heart would be on a particular issue and uh, even how it's addressed in Scripture because uh, all of our issues, any any problem that we're uh, going through in life can be addressed with the truth of God's Word. And we'd love to show you that and help you through that, give you some hope in your situation. Just call us at 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back and uh, talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. That's 800-917-800-644-4817. Perhaps you have a question for us that you think is uh, just kind of a, a small question, and uh, or maybe you're not ready to be on a live radio program with us. That's all right. We'd love to hear your question anyway, or rather read your question. Just send it by email to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. And maybe we'll cover your question and answer that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. We'd love to connect with you that way and uh, give you that opportunity to ask your question. Again, that's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation tonight with Terry. Well, Terry, one thing I want to do that I pray would be helpful, if you would like, I would love to send you our material on grief and it's subtitled, Living at Peace with Loss. Because there will be a number of things that are covered, um, including grief and guilt, meaning it is not unusual for those who are left behind to feel guilt. And... Um, and sometimes it's related to, and I'm, I'm looking right now uh, at 
what I have written, guilt related to regret. Uh, something said, something done, uh, while he was still alive. And um, we explained the difference between true guilt and false guilt. Um, and there are times that we can wish we had not said this, not done that. And you cannot uh, personally apologize when the person is not living, your husband. But the Bible says that any um, anything that is wrong, any any sin, first and foremost, is is really against God, and we need to seek God's forgiveness. He is faithful to provide and and to help process the guilt that is said. There's an unusual passage in the Bible. It's Psalm 32, verse 5. This is David, King David. And he, he said, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. That's Psalm 32, verse 5. So, it can be that we would literally just say, Lord, I did this, um, I'm confessing my, my wrong attitude or wrong words, um, and I ask your forgiveness. And the Lord is fully capable of forgiving us but the, the problem is that we can have not just true guilt, but we can also have false guilt. False guilt occurs when you blame yourself for something even though you've committed no wrong. It can occur when you continue to blame yourself even after confessing and turning away from actual wrongdoing. And God doesn't want us to live with the burden of false guilt or with the continued burden of true guilt. In other words, we have all chosen wrong. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, that's in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, the Bible says in Isaiah 53, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And then it says, but the Lord laid on him, and that's really referring to Jesus. The, the Lord laid on him the sin of us all, the guilt of us all. So what we need to do is literally turn to God and seek his peace. And what we see in Philippians 4 the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, 
which exceeds anything we can understand. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And his peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Jesus Christ. So, there's no one who has not said certain words, um, done certain acts that we wish we could take back. That would be true of you, every one of your children, every person on earth. It would be true of me. There are things that I wish I, I had not said. But God, the way God made us is not to, it, it's not any desire on his part for us to have continual, continual, continual guilt. We can choose wrong, but the issue is to confess it and yield and, and, and yield our lives to the Lord. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Very much. So, it, it, I think your, your second born needs to be um, helped in this area, in this way. I think it's, you're, you're right on target to think about him meeting with someone who is wise, who can help him process the words, whatever he said, it's not, it's not, it, 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 you know, some people have a view of God that um, he's just waiting to do a bash, you know, like just, and it, that is just not the God of the Bible. That is not our God who created us, who has a plan. In fact, let me give you a scripture. I think, uh, do you have a pen that you could write this down? Yes. Okay. There's a, a an important passage. It's Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. And it's God speaking here. And God is saying, by the way, this happens to be what we call our theme verse at our ministry called Hope for the Heart. He says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now, what you could do, and I understand that your sons are not, um, have, have not entered into a personal relationship with God through Christ. They are not authentic Christians, so he probably would not know that scripture. But I think it might be helpful if you even were to put it on a card. I'm talking about, a, I'm thinking about it more like a three by five card or just something and uh, write it in your words, meaning your hand. Um, it's, um, and you could say, son, um, this is an important passage from the Bible for you. And it's God who is speaking. 
and it's it's and for him to he and what you could do is say would you be willing to read this passage from the bible every day for a month and then he would read the words of of god speaking i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future see that way you're helping plant or implant into this son now you may want to do it for all three children and just say i would like for all of us it could be us all four of us to read this every day because this shows the future meaning when god says i know the plans i have for you now we won't know the plan the plan will be different for you in comparison to your three children your daughter and two sons but the point is if we yield our will to the will of the lord he will then be able to accomplish his plan and the most important is what you did with me the other night when it was a dedication of your life giving your life totally to allow the lord to be in control of your life and that was just about a week ago and how precious that see you you have a teachable heart there's no question and i respect that and your kids will respect that you have a tender heart and i think when if you chose but what do you think about giving them that scripture for you to write it out for each one of them yeah, it's a great idea. In fact, I have a whiteboard on my fridge that I write love notes for them and things. And oh. I think this would be an excellent thing to do. Wonderful. Then, you know, just ask them to to read it. Would, would they be willing to read it? Sometimes I'll say, would you read it in the first thing in the morning and read it sometime during the day and then read it before you... Uh, go to sleep um, because it's truth and it's God's truth and we are changed when we yield our will to his will with his truth we will send our keys for living called grief living at peace with loss we'll send that out to tonight's caller Terry and we do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry and if you'd like to give to keep this program on the air to keep those resources going out uh, you can just go to hopefortheheart.org slash donate. We thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.